An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. I think that is true of, of our painters, sculptors, poets, musicians. I, it's as I'm concerned, it's their choice. But I choose to reflect. Episode two of Female Gaze, a film podcast. Dos yes. Podcast? Is that what I just said? <laughs> film podcast. Sh- it's, pod- okay. it's a film podcast. It's a film cast. It's a pod film. Ass. <laughs> it's fucking ass. Everything. Um, um, how are you? Pardon me, I just took a big swig of coffee. Um, so good. I'm doing super good. How I'm are you? doing wonderful, and I'm writing with this uh, chewed up pen, and <gasps> which makes me wonder if you actually are doing. Wonderful. <laughs> I think one of the animals uh, got a hold of this. It's like it's like oh, sort of okay, le- okay. leaking ink from the side, but it was the first one that I found. So we're doing great. <laughs> yes. Um, my pen is like functional so um gratitude journal yes <laughs> yes baby <laughs> yes baby yeah oh my gosh so, sh- so shall we just dive right into our subject i say we we do it we we do the dive okay our our first film today was our first film today we're talking about one only uh, <laughs> um um it was directed by someone who is getting a lot of attention this year because she put out a masterpiece, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, um, which led me to like working backwards through her her oeuvre. I don't know French, but <laughs> her her film. There we go. That's probably her. better. I just uh, <laughs> exposed myself as an asshole. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, just, just uh, pause. Molly's not an asshole. <laughs> She's definitely not an asshole. She was just trying to do the French thing, uh, which I feel like Celine would have. Totally, totally. You know? But you know what? I women supporting uh, women. in French class. All we did was really watch movies, so didn't learn much. That's so true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I took Spanish, but I heard I heard rumors of the French classes. Yeah, it, the 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 <laughs> assignment so was usually translate twenty words and um, articles counted. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, and you wonder why Arkansas has a bad right. rap, fakes. Um, I'm gonna turn that off. The sounds I'm just blowing up over here. Just kidding. Um. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Um, uh, with that being said, we did not mention the name of this movie. Today we're talking about Water Lilies. Water Lilies. Whoa. Whoa. So So good. good. Yeah, so I guess first off, what were your initial thoughts? Just. Um, Honestly, I, I... Didn't really, when, upon viewing the film for the first time, I didn't really, like, know what to expect other than same uh, deal with you of, like, I had seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire and love, like, loved it so much, and so I started, like, digging in more to um, 
her stuff, the director. Um, and I think that that's when I first kind of caught glimpse of Water Lilies. And I had known about it, and I knew bits and pieces, and, like, I follow a lot of, like, Criterion-related content online. And so I was seeing, like, a lot of beautiful stills or, like, scenes or, like, clips from it. But I had never sat down and fully watched it until we decided to do this podcast. So I'm glad yeah. we did because it holds me accountable <laughs> as a film lover. Watch um, the shit, yes. Watch the shit. But uh, holy moly, um, wasn't it beautiful and just just wreck- wrecking? And, and like from the very like first scene, um, I just remember like being kind of enraptured by as they like slowly move through all the the girls and the mm-hmm. women as they get ready for um their I guess was that was that technically a meet? Yeah, yeah. That was I, a yeah, I don't know it what you like call a, it uh, when it's synchronized swimming. Is it it is it like swimming. is it a yeah. performance or cuz like yeah. are they competing I, or I I don't know anything about synchronized swimming and though the Preface. story was like told through like girls in a synchronized like all on the synchronized swimming team um it doesn't really like teach you much about the like sport or the art about of it no but what you do realize is how intensely gorgeous and truly synchronized Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. is and (laughs) i i just was like there were so many scenes and and the cinematographer for this film did such a great job at like shooting um, above water, which is the cool stuff that people see, but then also the below water aspect of synchronized swimming, which was really interesting mm-hmm. to see because you don't get that glimpse a lot. And uh, I am, um, yeah, I was just like, it was just such a perfect cinematic moment. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is why cinephiles just love seeing synchronization like on the screen just does something good um, for the like, brain <laughs> it, it does uh, we love to like box and car- compartmentalize and like I, I don't know so when things are in order whether we want to admit it or not it is like kind of very <laughs> much so very much so yeah um but yeah and then I, like one of my first thoughts is also the juxtaposition in like sound at the beginning because uh in the first shot the the lead character she is walking um across this not gym like public pool i guess or yeah like like the bleachers in the pool um yeah and she's walking uh, walking past and like you're hearing like obviously like pools when they're holding large meets they, they get very loud and there's lots of cheering and uh just like I just, this is purely just, it has nothing to do with, like, the movie plot itself. It's just, like, sheer fun for, like, a film lover to watch it. But, like, she, like, would cut the sound at points where, so you'd hear, like, these bursts of, like, loud cheering and, you know, see our lead character. She, like, kind of skulks Mm -hmm. around the bleachers, um, clearly, like, not wanting to be there or wanting to be there, but feeling, um, conflicted about it. Yes. And I don't know. I just, for me, it spoke to me as, like, I could really, that, that was, like, an example of the director kind of using 
sound to get you in the physical and headspace, um, physical space and the headspace of the Yes, because she's, like, very like, clearly feeling, being, like, awkward. And, and yes, and, so, like, yeah, singular like, within herself. And it's, like, mm-hmm. that's so amplified whenever you're little and 15. They're, they're all, Absolutely. all three of the main characters are 15. Um, and at 15, it's just, like, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, there's, there's such a, like, singularity to your, like, feelings and, like, when the reality is, like, she's in a crowd of people and no one's really paying attention to her in that way other than when she, like, stands in front of that woman and she, like, asks her to sit down. Um, right. Um, but yeah, yeah, that is really cool. I don't know, that was just one thing that struck me, like, and, yeah. Tell me, tell me about your viewing. Tell me about your feelings about certain aspects. Just, yeah. Um, it was interesting to have watched Portrait first and then go back and yeah. realize, like, oh, these touch on, like, the same themes. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, exactly. this is just, like, Celine Siama's brain space. It's, like, <clears throat> it's all about yearning and longing and... Um, She's kind of the queen of, like, subtlety and subtext for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was really beautiful, and, like, the the emotional space was really, like, palpable, you know? And also very relatable. Uh, It (laughs) It hurt so much. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like, just... The, the teenage sexuality, like, the the confusion that comes with, like, just, like, from the moment that um, the main character, Marie is her name, right? I, I don't know what it is with, like, mm-hmm. foreign films that I just cannot remember characters' names. And it's, like, Marie is an American name as well, <laughs> but I cannot ever remember, um, <laughs> you know? I'm pantomiming how much I agree with her on screen. I didn't want to interrupt, but like, yes, I have that same I'm struggle. Brain empty, just noodles, you know, like. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but from the moment that Marie sees Florianne, and of course I'm mm-hmm. butchering the pronunciation of that. Like, good God, God. Oh, I can't wait for no French people I, to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or less. <laughs> They're going to be this. like, oh my god. Oh my. Um, <laughs> from, from the moment that she sees her, she is, like, sort of taken with her. And um, there are parts of it where it's like, does she, like, want to be with this person? Or does she see something in her that she's envious of that she wants to be mm. herself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I think also, like, that's a thing that one experiences when, like, coming to terms with your own, like, sexuality. Like, I don't know that that was ever, like, a question for her, like, um, mm-hmm. like, was she gay or not? Like, that was never clear, they, like. And I just, like, just as a sidebar, like, now that we're talking about it and I'm clearly seeing these parallels, like these characters that play the um, leads typically are always women who there's like no Mm -hmm. question like 
Like, they just know, and they've been there, and that's what they've done, and, like, from the beginning. Which is just so interesting and beautiful to me, and it also feels a little otherworldly as someone who has clumsily come to terms with their queerness. That's kind of what I I was going to touch on is, like, yeah, just, like, the clumsiness of, like, um, I don't know how to articulate what I was going to say, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um but yeah no that is an interesting thing where it's like it's not like she's like fighting in her mind like oh god the obstacle is that i'm queer it's like the Mm -hmm. the obstacle is her object of desire i know yeah so many queer films really like center around maybe coming Mm -hmm. out or like discovering that you're queer or like or like maybe always knowing that you're queer, but finally letting it out for the Mm -hmm. first time. Um, Whereas with these films, it's always like the lead or the focal point of the film. Yeah, it's always like a struggle more so of like, I know that you want this too and you're just not letting it Right. Like you're just not releasing. And, and And that internalized homophobia within all the... Um, all the, uh, I guess, what's the word? Um, like, su- su- supporting mm-hmm. characters, supporting actress. Um, they, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that's a recurring theme, I'm sure, in her past, the, there's some... But it's also just, like, so n- normalized as well. That, too. Mm-hmm. There's, there's often, either it's two people who don't know what they're mm-hmm. doing... Or always one person at the beginning who's kind of, like, still trying to learn when you're, especially in those formative years. Um, yeah. Right. And... <laughs> Sorry. I was just like... Cool. cool. There, there yes, the yes. Thought. And, and um, even more juxtaposition, like, Marie and Florian, like, perfectly juxtapose each other. Like, Florian encapsulates mm-hmm. sexuality and, like ripeness and like a zeal for life and Marie is just like sort of awkward and lanky and gawky and just like desperately wants to be involved in something and like it it starts out with her just showing up to support her friend and then like her interest is immediately sparked and thus we have the plot ensuing (laughs) Yes, which have we even really delved into the exact no. film, or we just... <laughs> so, Structure. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. A bridge version. <laughs> Water Lilies is about... Molly. It's about three 15-year-old girls. Um, Marie... <clears throat> Excuse me, I smoke too many cigarettes lately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, I hear you. Marie, Florian, and Anna... Is it Anne or Anna? Mm-hmm. Anne. I think, you know, especially when they're speaking so quickly, it, it kind of all flows yeah. together. So I, I think it's... Anne? I Anne? think it's Anna. Okay. Or... Um, the three of them are all, all swimmers <laughs> together. Um, Marie and Anne are friends before the plot of the movie takes place. Um mm-hmm. And they're all having their own sort of, like, sexual awakenings in their own ways. Marie being, like, the awkward one who's just, like, 
having a coming out of sorts, like just like coming into her body sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Florian is like sexualized from the beginning because of the way that she looks and people assume things about her. Um, and that's just something that's sort of like put onto her rather than like something that she actually possesses because as we learn later, like she's not done anything with anyone other than the man at the pool who sort of like forces himself on her. Um, and Anne is sort of, Anne. I felt God, it was like so real. Marie Mm -hmm. and Anne, those two, I really related to. Um, sorry. Let's let's get get into into Anne. Anne. She's like, very self-conscious about her body from the very beginning. Florian's like, you know, walking out of the the locker room and she's like, are you okay? Um, She was waiting for everyone to leave so that she didn't have to change in front of anybody. And um, as she's finally like changing by herself, that same boy who forces himself on Florian later in the movie um, walks in on her. And this is horrifying for her. I'm like not very good at keeping this like suffice (laughs) no no i'm loving this um and she's like horrified in the moment and then later like tries to like get his attention you know well and it's it's definitely i feel like it's like that poignant moment of awakening Mm -hmm. too of like and i feel like maybe other women can relate to this by chance but it's like you can feel relatively non-sexual but like still be going through sexual changes um and like still be aware that your body is a sexual object and be very like self-conscious of it i think for Anne, it was a combination of self-consciousness because she had a woman's body at you know such a young age but also you know she got shamed by people for being overweight Mm -hmm is what you know they considered her but so she felt so unsafe in her body and then this boy who you know objectively i guess is handsome <laughs> that doesn't sound very objective i just objectively i guess, I guess handsome if i, I guess he's like a certified um, haughty i guess <laughs> i guess he's like a stud muffin or whatever um but yeah, so he's like, yeah, you know, blonde, fit, whatever, what have you. Anyway, he sees her, but definitely lingers. He walks in on her. Although I'm convinced the the function and the way in which he walked into that room did not look like someone who acts. No, not at all. There. Not at all. <laughs> it was definitely a plan, but um, he happens to the person he happens to walk upon is Anne and. Her first, you know, reaction is, like, shame, Mm -hmm. I think. And to bolt home. And then, so carrying, like, these two emotions of, like, shame and embarrassment, but then also having this, like, young boy, like, like, obviously lust Mm -hmm. after you at the same time. And, like, those opposing feelings of, like, feeling validated in your body for the first time as a person. Because as, as little girls, we're never taught to feel validated in our bodies. Not you know, at all. We're not taught to, like, yeah, we're, like, not pressured, like, like, sports, nobody tells us, like, oh, you're going to be good at this, you're going to be good at that, or, like, I, and, like, I feel like those things do happen for women later on, like, once we're old enough to, like, 
start showing certain skills and talents, but, like, I feel like, and I am very much generalizing and oversimplifying here, too, but, um, yeah, I feel like sometimes little girls are just looked right. over societally, like, oh, here's your pretty pink dress, we're gonna sell you lots of toys, but, like, other than that, like, like, you're, you're just, just kind of there, that. exactly. Um, um, I think that moment for her was, like, sort of like a trial by fire sort of thing. Yes. Um, that awakened something in her and sort of, like, changed the path that she was on, you know, with with Which her own body. Also hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That, that made me very sad. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think... And Anne was not even, like, um, um, like, she was very much a supporting character, although her, her subplot was very important, and there was a reason why she was in the film, of course, but, like, I feel like that was the character, like, that I just, like, suction come mm-hmm. to in a way, because it was, like, I didn't relate to her in a lot of ways, um, but I do remember, like, kind of being seen weird, as, and being seen as weird, and as an outcast, and so... Um, and then also to be seen as a sexual object later on, um, and that feeling like, excuse me, that feeling like the first type of, like, safety, Mm -hmm. because it's like my whole life I've been rejected and been told like, oh, Chrissy, she's this, she's that, you know, and, and whereas in the first moment I started being noticed by men, which is what we're taught to be, like, most, like, you want to be noticed by men. As soon as I was noticed, it was like, it became what I felt like was an mm-hmm. addiction of like, I hate myself and the only like fast, easy access to validation some, like, and like, yeah, 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 is like to be with a man who like, loves which them. like there is like a, a good turning point for her, like without revealing yes, too much of the, exactly. the like, like go, definitely we want people to go and watch the movie. So like, um, mm-hmm. She she does have like a good revelation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, give it a watch if you want to see how Anne. Yes. That. <laughs> um, and also it, it does connect a bit into um, Florian's. Um, yes. Like plot mm-hmm. as well of like her internalized homophobia that she has mm-hmm. towards herself and um, and how she uses like, the validation, again, of men to, like, almost find comfort and safety, but then it, when she, she assumes it will make her find comfort and safety. Yes, because it, like, that was just sort of, like, the, the traits that were, like, placed upon her because of how she looks, again, and, like, they're two, like, opposites of one another, if you will, like, Mm -hmm. they're both gorgeous, but, like, you know, they're supposed to be viewed as, like, each other's foil, and, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, the Florian sort of, like, finds some sort of, like, safety in that because it's, like, you know, she doesn't have to give any of herself other than, like, this is what people think of me, sure. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. No, and I, I also like to, I would like to touch on, like, how... It, it like I don't know there's like a, such a double edged sword with um, you know 
pretty privileged. Yeah, yeah. Because because it very much exists. You very much pretty privilege is a thing. Like beauty privilege is a thing. Like to be um, what's considered as standardly beautiful. Like harken back to the young man mm-hmm. earlier that I was like, I guess he's objectively yeah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Like um, same deal of like. There is, like, a westernized standard of what beautiful is, and it's crap, but just, just to make that clear. But um, when you do fit that mold, if, you're ha- if you happen to be born into that mold, you are given a much easier kind of ride. Although I will say for women, sometimes that also, the reverse can mm-hmm. be true. <laughs> of um, Which is, you know, very much painted out with Florianne's character of, like... Um, yeah, just like she kept being in compromising situations because people assumed so much about her based on her appearance and men lusted after her, putting in her in a dangerous situation. Like, um, so I thought that was also an interesting, like, view too. Like, it was, I think that was a really cool piece in all of this as well for the film of like seeing such different experiences of like, adolescence Mm -hmm. as a woman and yet the over like the overall message is that being a young woman is kind of terrifying and scary absolutely (laughs) and you don't feel safe a lot of the time and you sort of like (laughs) fall into these like modes of being um because they seem safe or attractive in a way and you know don't necessarily turn out to be um and there's not really, like, a blueprint. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, we should probably talk more about Marie. Oh, here. yes. And I would say that I related most to Marie's experience um, with Florian. I, like, in coming to terms with my own sexuality, like, I was in some situations like that where... Um, so, like, oh, we didn't even finish talking about the plot. So, like, um... Oh, yeah. Marie, like, tries to strike up this friendship with Florian, and, like, it sort of is, like, a toxic attachment, kind of. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, right. from the get-go, it's, it's like, a imbalance. Very much so. Um, <clears throat> and I wouldn't say that that's necessarily Florian's fault, but she is sort of right. like a villain in Marie's story and um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, they're all very like vulnerable in different ways um, and they kind of like weaponize that against each other. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Marie, I, I would say that I related to that the most, that like... Um, just like even just like being around was good enough for her you know because she mm-hmm. did she she didn't yes. have enough of like I, I hate to like reduce her to like she didn't have enough of a personality but like that's kind mm-hmm. of the case she saw like something in this girl and that was she was just so attracted to that and taken by that that mm-hmm. um she was willing to just you know hang around um, right. And yeah. essentially just, like, hang yeah. out in this limbo all summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel like it's almost like 
when you have your first love or uh, sorry first same sex kind Mm -hmm. of like love or like infatuation it very much can shock you into like not it's it's like such a different hit than like a heterosexual crush because you have to figure out what does this Mm -hmm. mean and like it the very first time you start like feeling things um whether that's like your very first feeling is like you know you have always loved like the same gender or or non-binary or some of us who you know took a a little bit longer to like put words to what Mm -hmm. we felt and um yeah like and I I really had a problem with like wanting to always be like best friends with this one girl every single year or like really like idolizing mm-hmm. one girl every year and it was always different like it was always and and in reality it was just me right and girl. you don't recognize but, that because of like your own yeah. internalized homophobia and like like we talked about earlier like the confusion of like do i want to be this person or um do i actually like just want to be with them exactly and and then, and I like I'm such a all or nothing person. I become so obsessed with like everything mm-hmm. they do, and like I was that person that like if we would have a sleepover, I would figure out like, oh, what beauty products do they use, and then I can copy it, and like maybe I'll feel something like and feel good about myself because I obviously want to be mm-hmm. them. There's no other yeah. option. <laughs> like, when like actually, there's another much more likely and a healthier option. option. You're just doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, like also like I and I definitely think I experienced it in a less less ver- like um, intense version than Marie, but um, yeah, I like my first kiss was one of my best mm-hmm. friends that was a girl, and you know, we gave or I gave. <laughs> or she gave either way there were all these reasons about why it happened but why it didn't right thing um like you know we're practicing mm-hmm. whatever whatever um and yeah and so you kind of may like invalidate that experience and I feel like and that was another way in which I related to Marie of like having a moment with someone that you thought like meant something more in like the scheme of what you've been taught when it comes to like love and mm-hmm. romance and the other person is just so removed right. from that whether it's because whether it's because they are homophobic in the sense that they sexualize like home home like homo <laughs> words whether they whether they what, what am i trying to say i ah, we'll cut this out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, whether they're, like, kind of using, like, gay culture as a commodity yeah. versus, like, yeah, whether they're, like, kind of bastardizing it or whether it's, like, they themselves are just so unable to make peace with their own queerness that, like... And sort of, like, away. detached from their own body and in a way... Yeah, like, so much of... Florian's character, I felt like things were happening to her, and that she, she wasn't, wasn't active in those experiences. Like, yeah, but she was constantly playing a p- 
part in them and like and she was she was like I guess in some way playing an active role but again it's like that you can't blame her because a she was a child mm-hmm. essentially and b um it's that kind of like again that deer in the headlights feeling when you realize your true sexuality may not be the easiest one to navigate mm-hmm. in this world and so you kind of freeze and maybe do things that you wouldn't have normally done and, and perform life in a very apathetic nature to where things are just happening upon you. Um, I also love how Celine, like, consistently, this goes back to, like, just it being, like, written and just, like, everything coming from the female brain. Um how, like, it is a story about, like, sexual awakening between these teen girls, but she still carries, like, an unsexualized compassion for all of these characters as people, and it's just gorgeous and, like, beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. That was kind of, like, a a recurring thought I had, and especially the first opening shot as they walk, as the camera walks through the girls mm-hmm. locker room it was so different and, and it reminded me uh i i was quickly brought back to Ooh, i hit the room sorry guys i hit, if you heard that i hit <laughs> the microphone um i was brought back to like the first time i saw carrie Ooh. where the very first opening yeah scene carrie is and the opening credits is mm-hmm. them walking through the, the locker room and all the girls are topless but it's very sexual very like um, you know, 80s. Yes, it's it's aggressively you know, 70s, just like tits, um, you know. <laughs> exactly, and and it was very much like the male gaze viewing mm-hmm. women, whereas in this in this um, film, as the camera walks through, not only are the girls fully clothed because like they're about to have their performance, but you're seeing them as people and like not in this weird, like film box of like what Mm -hmm. women are and what we do alone you know and which is so important to why we need more female film directors because like I feel like so many stereotypes and misconceptions about women were perpetuated through film were perpetuated through television because it was all exactly they set the standard of that right and so I my whole life I felt so misunderstood Mm -hmm. um or bought into crap that I didn't actually believe because that's what I was being fed on a Mm -hmm. daily basis and yeah so it was cool to like uh, me personally almost have like a reclamation of um that locker room scene yes because I do love Mm -hmm. Carrie but it was messed like that first scene and at the time I you know viewed it as like such an artistic thing and and now I'm like Yes, not not to shame because I do think sexuality definitely plays its place mm-hmm. in film. Like it has it has a it has its place, but this story was so much more. It wasn't about sex; it was about sexuality. Mm-hmm. They're exactly things. exactly. Um, um. So yeah, tangent. <laughs> and their their bodies were just never like commodified for the viewer's sake. Um, it was more about the internal struggles that they were having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt that, like, in watching the movie, I never felt like... Like, 
in all this, the scenes in which there were nudity, it always felt so organic that I never felt like, oh, suddenly, like, oh, we're upon a nuded, like, right. nude scene now. That, I wasn't expecting that. Like, instead, it just felt very real and organic. And that the French also, I feel like, are so mm-hmm. good at doing that, too, because uh, I feel like there's a lot less um, shame in, in the right. nude mm-hmm. figure in France so like they also are so good at like organically weaving those types of moments into film without it it was never shocking not at all it just felt completely like natural and like not like voyeuristic in any way yeah exactly and and that is such a beautiful depiction of bodies particularly the female form because so much of our our past like like discography that we've been able to view essentially is just like these over sexualized versions mm-hmm. of women that we don't relate mm-hmm. to. Um, we don't see ourselves, it's such a specific type of right. person that, yes, these women exist, but there are so many more types of mm-hmm. women. And um, just to be able to see like, like these bodies that are all different, like, sizes and shapes and in different stages of puberty and have them all, like, kind of filmed with love and care. It was, like, I wish I had seen more movies like that about being a teenager. Exactly, yes. It, it, honestly, like, this movie hurt me in a lot of ways and, like, just the, and the, just the fact of, like, the timing of when I was viewing it hurt my feelings as well. Because it was, like, if I had been in high school and seen this movie, like, this would have changed so many things. Like, about how I felt about myself and how I felt about other people. Like, even though, like, the main conflict of this movie is, like, these girls sort of, like, being at war with their bodies and their own sexuality and sort of being in, in competition with one another, um it it ends really beautifully and like um i i don't know i i took a lot away from this movie and i feel like as a young viewer i would have like that would have accelerated my self-development so much like good god (laughs) i'm i'm honestly like it's interesting because i'm a little pissed because I feel like if I had had social media at a younger age, it would have been really Mm -hmm. messed up. And I probably would be struggling a lot more Mm -hmm. in some ways. But also, like, and and this, you know, this is why it's important to, like, recognize, like, oh, this works for me now because I'm more mature now. Like, it wouldn't have been. But, like, social media now is such, has become somewhat of a safe haven for me because I've made Mm -hmm. it that way. And I've, like, and... Like, I, there's so many resources now for, like, like people, like, mm-hmm. queer people and just teens struggling right. in general. Right, right. Like, and, like, just actual vulnerability and honesty versus, like, all of us trying to, like, get through this with somehow not talking to anyone about it ever except, like, thinking about it constantly in our right. heads. Like, of course we're messed up. There's so much that our, our generation was given and kind of thrown at like so many things were thrown at us and we didn't have the tools to work through it mm-hmm, immediately. Mm-hmm. 
It was again just like um, clumsily like, like pawing through the dark until exactly. there was a little bit of light. <laughs> right, and it's just like I I don't know. It's it's crazy how fast things can. It, it, the snowball effect is so real of like once it starts mm-hmm. rolling like you just start to break open in such a beautiful way of like oh my gosh there was so much of who I am that I've been keeping away and hiding for my mm-hmm. safety and to make others feel comfortable and safe in my right, presence right. Um, as, if, as if I'm a danger exactly like as if like. I'm yeah like, as if I'm a problem to be fixed. And it's like, no. Um, you. So it's, it's movies like these that really, you know, like, show us that struggle in, a, in also an outsider's way because you can see, like, where they fall mm-hmm. short in ways where you're like, oh, if you don't do this, like, it'll be okay. Like, don't do right. that. Or like, no, stop. Like, don't go into mm-hmm. that room. Like, you're watching a horror movie I know. almost. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's why these movies are so special and so poignant, I feel like, for younger viewers, because it's, like, such a teaching moment for for mm-hmm. many people. And again, it's, like, I kind of regret that so much of my, like, most... Well, so much so much of the film that has helped me grow the most as, a, as an adult, um, I didn't see it until I was an adult, and I wish I could had seen have seen it earlier and it's just like yeah I don't know it's tricky too like ratings and stuff I you wonder like how much should we be sharing with like young kids but they're so smart like how much are they actually understanding right. and, like by not giving them a full scope of information are we like kind of hindering them to where they reach this confused? I think it like breeds more frustration like, than it does. Like it's yeah. I don't think you're really like it's it's about protection. It's like it's about with like mm-hmm. withholding information for the sake of not having an uncomfortable conversation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, this yeah. just this movie just like really encapsulates a very specific time and development and like very specific feelings and like speaks to like sexual awakening but also like female friendships and like how like within their like sexual awakening there was so much like jealousy as well Mm -hmm. of just like confidence and like other things and like But it also, like, I feel like it's it's so tricky because, like, and something that this film reminded me of is, like, female friendships have been tricky throughout time because of history and because of what we've had to, you know, how we had been taught to compete with each other. And it's like, yes, we have, uh, as women, sometimes in like especially in our younger years we're really conditioned to have these nasty falling mm-hmm. outs and like nasty like ways of kind of treating each other is very normalized right. but I, when when those moments are healed or when you forgive or when like when you realize the toxicity of it all and like how it's really just hurting our gender as a whole if we continue to function that way that reconnection is so 
beautiful and poignant and it's just such a reminder of like how endearing and how strong like the female bond amongst each Mm -hmm. other is and I feel so sad for men sometimes because I feel like they never get to or not all hashtag (laughs) not all men um they I know um I feel like not a, a good majority of men never get to have these like very close affectionate like bonds and friendships because that's so um so against what is taught in masculinity aka toxic exactly yeah you know just being emotionally closed off and um exactly not connecting in that way um Mm -hmm. yeah like a a good female friendship is like so beautiful and complicated and it's um, overcomplicated by like societal norms and like that competition mindset mm-hmm. but like like you're saying like when it's good it's so fulfilling and like whole mm-hmm. and yeah yeah that's what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. no absolutely I think I think like as I as I kind of look back on my past it's like so much of support I was seeing other women get was coming from the other women mm-hmm. in their lives, you know? And it's it's sad that sometimes that is, like, the case of where, like, the the people in your life, you, you see them kind of lacking in some areas with, like, support, whether it be from a partner or from a parent or from this or that. But it's always, there's always, like, this... The, the female friendship is such a like life right. in those situations and such a safe haven and it is so fulfilling that yeah I don't know it's like it's, it's, it's a mm-hmm. special thing sorry boys hey. no boys allowed <laughs> just kidding just kidding wow we're really isolated I know <laughs> We're gonna like all the men are gonna be like. I hate this hate podcast. This podcast. Sucks. And I was like, did you read yeah, the title? Like, <laughs> 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 um. So, in short, we did we like or dislike this movie? Okay. Well, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it too. God. Um. It another another great poignant hit. <laughs> by Celine. We love, we stand Celine forever. Um, And you know she and Adele are dating, right? No. They're in a relationship. Oh my God, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to Google the fuck out of that after we get off I know. I have have some questions because there is an age difference. There is an age difference and um, Adele was 17 whenever she worked on this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think there's exactly a 10-year age difference. That's not terrible. 27, 17, I've, I've seen worse. Yeah. Um, and as, and they didn't start dating whenever she was 17. Um, right, exactly. Uh, I know, I know are we going to be read as, like, now. being apologists uh, for <laughs> grooming? Uh. I don't think so. I don't think so because I've literally, I've heard no one else talk about, I've heard this from one person mm-hmm. that they're dating. Um, but I think that it might be true. I'm going to look into it. Um, 
I don't think we should be worried, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we should release it. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, this movie was beautiful and frustrating and just really, like, captured that specific time in youth in a way that was careful and beautiful and not overwrought. Um, and these these characters really do have, like... Um, what is the word I'm looking for here? We love words and things. Uh, <laughs> um, just just the progression of mm-hmm. of these characters is really good by the movie's end, and I think everyone should go watch it. It's on yeah, Criterion, um, mm-hmm. which I know is like sort of an inaccessible thing or feels inaccessible because it's oh everything's there's so many different streaming streaming. services um yeah i wonder i bet amazon prime would have it for renting probably so or maybe possibly youtube pirate it maybe we should pirate it (laughs) (laughs) um just kidding (laughs) um for legal purposes that was a joke this is a joke. This is a joke. The internet's a joke. Everything's a joke. Um, everything's a joke and everything's cake. Also, God, everything is cake. If you're, everything is cake, this movie is cake. It is actually and cake. The pool if, is a cake. The pool is a cake. The, the, the suits are a cake. My, my, my soul that was ripped to shreds by this movie is a cake. It's a cake. Yep. <laughs> um... And if you don't understand what we're referencing, then you should get on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> or just the meme. Or just the meme hop, life. hop on the meme life. Hop um, on that meme life. So yeah, with that, check out Water Lilies by so good. Celine Siama. And I don't know, hit us up in the comments. Tell us what you think. And Tell us what you think, what you didn't like. Tell us personal experiences that maybe the film brought out for you all that jazz um and tune in next week yeah and like and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) smash that button (laughs) yeah like and subscribe hit that button and make me feel like i did something with my afternoon (laughs) so i don't think you have a choice how can you be an artist and not reflect the time that to me is the definition of an artist The music for today's podcast is The Definition by CJ. You can find more of his music at cjmakesbeats.bandcamp.com.